0: Good morning and welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bergen DeVell, and today I'm joined by Kevin, David, Patrick, Lewis, and Jake. So for today's topic... We would love to touch on pretty big uh, new situation in Ibotta. Um, our first week as a fully remote team so I wanted to chat about how you're building trust with your team, your manager and stakeholders to be successful in our current circumstances.
1: Um, Patrick, you had some good ideas that we talked about yesterday. do you want to talk about Yeah, them? so happy to elaborate a little bit. Um,
2: Earlier in the week, and especially as we moved into remote kind of Thursday and Friday, I was starting to notice a little bit of a disconnect. Um, Even little things, you know, like, hey, working with the design team. um, I know my squad's been highly collaborative. And so trying to find a way to build trust has really been kind of my key uh, effort lately. And so what I've been trying to do is almost flip the paradigm of working in the office on its head. So traditionally, you think working in an office, if you see somebody and they're at a computer, they're probably working, at least that's an assumption. It seems like, unfortunately, we do the opposite when it comes to working remote, where if we can't see them actively engaging or doing something, even if they're heads down and grinding on something, we assume that they're not working. We assume they're off you know, with the kids or doing games or watching Netflix. And so it really became, how do we have little touch points throughout the day in order to really let our stakeholders feel heard and so what I've been in, trying to intentionally do is kind of every hour and a half or so, even if I am working on a product brief or something that's just, you know, individual time, really surfacing, coming up, making myself heard, to a couple people, communicating with the squad, just so that we're going through the rigor and the motions of communicating more frequently. And I find like little touch points like that just makes everybody feel like, oh, he's there, he's doing this, I can communicate with him. Or if I have questions, he's not absent
0: so.
2: mm. I, like
3: that. Uh, I think yeah. there's a follow there's a follow-up point to that which is also in order to kind of gain the trust you kind of also have to give it at the same time which you know which is one of the things like i think when uh we started this whole process uh my em and i basically we kind of sat down and we said well, you know what we're just kind of going to give this first week to have everybody adjust and trust that they're going to do their work only really like, you know, overly check in, you know, not just like for myself check in with others, but only really reach out to people if we have an issue and kind of treat it like it was the office. And that was one thing we wanted to do to kind of build trust on the opposite side is just let them be a little bit um, and not try to be too overbearing. But I still agree with it, with your point where for myself on Slack or everything else, I'm always, I try to part, over participate in conversations make sure I'm up to date on my email comms and uh, just make sure everybody, you know, knows that we're staying engaged.
4: I think for me, the question is how do you balance it? Right? Like I think Lou and Patrick, you both make really good points, like making, being present, this little touch points throughout the day, but also at least with your own particular team, giving them space to communicate that you're trusting them to do that, do that, do, do the work that they, that they have in front of them. So how how have you all felt or found ways to be successful in balancing a the presence and b the space, um, that you can give to the team to, to really crank on some things.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that we've done is we've kind of over communicated sprint goals and kind of things that we're doing this week at the EMPM level, um, just to, Kind of at a distance, keep people on track, right? Like one, we want to inform and kind of not annoy a little bit. Just a little bit of like, hey, just you know, here's what our goal is for the sprint. Here's the things that products working on. Here's the things that engineering management's working on this week. Um, and it's just like a light reminder of like, hey, here's here's what we have. Um, and then if people you know have questions, they reach out and stand up, or they reach out to me directly. Um, and yeah, I think just not. Like over the shoulder, kind of watching folks online. <laughs> I, I yeah. you know, kind of take a step back, like Lou said, and just uh, let let them be and kind of run. But just give them the right resources and the right level of communication to feel um, comfortable with what they're working on.
0: Yeah, As minor as it is. I think um, even like in video conferences, like body language is so important because we're no longer in a room together on a whiteboard or able to like. Acknowledge what people are saying. I've tried to like be, be very keen of like body language with the video being on, almost like eight hours of my day, and, really, and so as people are talking and communicating, making sure that like I'm actively engaged in that conversation because it's very obvious when your camera is just kind of rolling and you're sending an email on the side. It's like being in a meeting with people in a room. Um, so I've been overly keen about that, and. I think just little things that our, the EM on my team has tried to introduce uh, yesterday, like thank you Thursday, and just encouraged everybody to just put a small like, token of appreciation in our Slack channel, um, across our team, just like thank you for what you've done over the week. Uh, and it's really nice to see those small little sentiments that the teams are sharing about each other. And another thing I've done with uh, just the engineers, some of the engineers on my team, is just set up a half hour and like had a cup of coffee over a video chat instead of talking about work. I think I'm fortunate that I live with somebody else, but for people that don't have somebody in their home with them 24 seven, I think those little bits of like human contact, just not talking about work and talking about other topics has been keeping people sane. No,
3: I, yeah. I was going to say, I think that's actually pretty important given the kind of nature of our work from home right now. Cause I think you know, one of the comments I had made at the start of this or earlier this week was like, hey, you know what, everybody, if they basically just said the entire company is going to work from home for the next two weeks, everybody probably would be like, party, yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we're so stoked going out to the bars at four o'clock, got it. Um, But I think in this particular context, due to the level of more isolation um, that's going on, it is important to find ways to connect with your team that are not, as standard, I know next week we're going to do an online board game session with one of my squads, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that we had like pro- actually prior to this, literally the night before they announced that we were going to do work from home, we actually had like a board games and beers uh, thing. So we're going to try and do kind of the same thing, but just over, uh, over a web interface.
5: Yeah, so uh, just to add on to that, my squad and I actually had a happy hour game session yesterday. Where we had there's an online game that uh, it shows the the uh, status of the game online, and you use your phones to play. And it was a pretty uh, pretty interesting game. And we all showed up with our beers or beverages, and yeah, it was a really fun way for the team to connect. And at the end, some people still stay behind to keep talking. And I think at this time, especially, that's that's very important to to have. Um, meetings like we made we've been spending most of our times on zoom on video conferencing but we've been doing that for work every time we get on zoom we've been talking work stuff so it's really important to have some other kind of meeting where we're still on zoom but now we are just uh having fun pretty much it it, it helps the team to bond better especially during these times
0: what game don't leave us hanging uh
5: you know i so i had a I had to jump off for about 15 minutes and uh, I, I don't remember the name of the game, but the way it works was that uh, it was humans versus aliens and we're all stuck on a spaceship. And the aliens all know each other. The humans don't know who is a human or who is an alien. So there's a bunch of clues we, we get and uh, at the end everybody votes. And if you keep, uh, if you vote a human as an alien, yeah, the aliens win Then mm. they get to boot you all out of the ship. But if you get the three aliens right, then you put them out of the ship, and you're good to go. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting.
1: Was, I like it. Yeah,
5: there, there is also sweet. some post
1: in the uh, community. I think it was community or team today about um, doing like a virtual karaoke. I thought that was kind of interesting. I like that too. Yeah, that's
5: cool. I'd need you, auto see, so hard. There was a <laughs> choir on on TV yesterday that did a, they did a virtual reha- uh, rehearsal. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, so yeah no. they, they were singing Stand By Me and yeah, it was very, it was very cool.
0: <laughs> Not on the note of trust, but just another like team building exercise. We have a good Spotify team playlist going, so highly recommend sharing a Spotify playlist out with the team and add, having everybody add their genre of music to that. It's been very entertaining to see what the engineers are like to do. A lot of Lady Gaga on the list. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, <laughs> whatever works for you.
1: Well,
4: uh, I think I think these are all awesome ideas for for how to build, like build community online. Mm-hmm. Um, what about what about building motivation or inspiration? Mm-hmm. Like I think it can probably be pretty hard when you're at home by yourself in a semi-closet for some people on a computer <laughs> to, to be motivated, to be inspired, to, to do the work that we do. when um, we're not surrounded by by everyone all day. Have you guys found any sort of any sort of tactics or success there?
5: So I got one. So my engineering manager created a Discord channel. So it's basically like, like an audio chat room. You can go in there and talk and everybody hears you. So it's it's been common to see People on Slack say, hey, I want to talk about this topic or this problem I'm experiencing in my codes. Who is available? And then you see, like, three people go in there and just talk talk about it. So I think that's helped uh, a lot. That's one way that I know that we're trying to keep motivation and uh, uh, remove the the, uh, effects of not being near each other. That's a great idea. I'd say in order to maintain
3: motivation, you need to maintain a sense of purpose. So that's probably the most important thing. Like if you, in our particular case with the products that we're building at this very moment, what I've tried to do is basically say like, okay, I understand it's changed. You know, everything has changed, but in our context, look, here's how people are shopping and here's why what we're doing is relevant. And I think it's incredibly important to maintain that sense of, what we're working on is big and game changing, and you know we're all part of this. Like, let's do it together. And I know that's going to, and that's one of those things I'd say, regardless whether you're remote in person, like that still always has to remain the case.
2: One thing I found is beyond the sense of purpose, having really well defined milestones yes. that are near term and not even two weeks out starts to feel nebulous right now. So, you know, be pushing the squad to be like, hey, what can we accomplish in three days? Um, We started the week and be like, hey, we want to at least feel comfortable by this on Wednesday. And so that's kind of added a little bit of motivation um, because then it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't have to worry or be in this mode of panic and concern for multiple weeks. As I try and understand this, it's give me something tenable in a near term. I found that one definitely helps as we're trying to adjust uh, kind of a mission and purpose.
0: I think as an organization, we're in a fortunate situation where our apps mission is truly to help people. And especially in situations like these, we're fortunate to be able to fall back on our mission and helping every purchase be rewarding and helping people in a really difficult financial time. So I think as like, even for me, not motivating the team itself, but as I'm like, oh my gosh, my day meeting to meeting, it's like, this is as important of a time as ever for our organization to really put the rigor behind the work we're doing and making sure that we're keeping people outside of our organization engaged with our product and in this really difficult time. Also, I think our leadership team um, and just thinking about people that are listening to this podcast and things that they could go back to their organization and have recommendations or things that they could share with what other organizations are doing like Ibotta, our leadership team has been incredibly transparent with our entire organization through the last week and a half, even leading up to sending us home around plans that we've, plans and how how we're addressing COVID. But I think just- the transparency that they've provided has been really helpful for everybody on the team to realize that uh, you know, they're being really thoughtful about this and how we approach this, what we're thinking about from a business perspective. And obviously, so many companies are impacted by what's going on. I think that they've shown a lot of resilience from a leadership perspective. And I think that that trickles down across the teams that if they're being that candid, we, you know, it's creating that sense of transparency across the entire organization, which I think has been really awesome.
2: So one thing that I just be curious of people's thoughts, I don't think we've encountered it yet, but how do you start to motivate people if, you know, their mental state starts to get worse or the performance is starting to slip, you know, invariably we're going to start to see a slowdown. So, you know, because of this time it's, you know, a different way of handling it. You can't just be like, Hey, what's going on? Because, you know, the whole world's on fire. So how do you start addressing and building that interpersonal trust, even peer to peer, you know, team member to team member?
4: I think it's an, it's an interesting, the first thing that comes to mind is, is kind of a, an extension of, I don't know, a, a core management philosophy of making sure people feel safe. But I think it's, it's in a totally different context at this point in time it's not feeling safe within an office environment it's like literally feeling safe like do you feel secure in your home do you feel that you have enough food medication whatever the case may be to feel that you are in a stable situation Um, if you if you're living with family are they doing well is anyone sick or or whatnot like i think uh, making sure that those factors are all in a good in a good spot for yeah. for people is is key before even starting to talk about um the work side of things
5: and uh the other thing i think it's it's important to keep in mind is that your team is made up of very different individuals you have some people in your squad that they they have no problems speaking out like if they have they have problems with food beer whatever they will everybody knows it immediately but then you have those people that you have to push to even get them to say what's going on. So knowing knowing your squad and then keeping up with things like one-on-ones and check-ins, I think some people require more check-ins than other people. So I'd say it's more about uh, person-to-person management, so to speak, uh, in this situation. Like I have probably about two really quiet people, introverted types in my squad, and... Uh, Every time I meet with my engineering manager, I ask him how they're doing. Are you checking up on them? Are you making sure things are going well on their end? So I think it's knowing each person and the best way to connect with them. That's a a good strategy.
3: I also think to an extent that a lot of the things that we were still talking about earlier about maintaining communication, maintaining proper vision, breaking things down into easy milestones are all things that – you know, if we've gotten to the level where a lot of that is falling down, it also means that we might have been falling down in any one of those three categories. You know, because on a, on a regular weekly basis, like you can kind of maybe get by with a slippage in one or two. And probably in this particular scenario, um, it's one of those chances where you can't really, you know, uh, slip. You know, you want to be able to maintain the same vision, the same message, the same communication strategy, the connection to your team, and probably to the level where people would feel unsafe is when all, when more than one of those are out of whack at any given point.
2: So on that topic, then how are you trying to manage up, uh, not just to your direct manager, but two or three levels above you to try and make sure that, because too often, I think, to your point, like, we have a certain SPMs oftentimes, not necessarily a cult of personality, but a certain amount of gravitas that lets us kind of talk our way around some of those slippages. <laughs> and so in the absence of the ability to do that, how are you trying to, you know, dial that in and make sure that you're able to manage to review levels up?
4: I think, I don't I think, was it Lou, you mentioned this at the beginning, but over-communicate, or maybe Patrick, I don't remember, whoever, whoever made this comment at the very beginning, um, over-communicate completely, and um, in as objective a way as possible. Um, less theory, less speculation, less kind of strategic exploration, and more just like, here's what it is, here's exactly what's going on, um, just because I feel like when remote, everyone feels like they don't really know what's happening out there as much as they do when when things are in the office. Like you can see people walking around. You can see people talking to each other. You kind of get a little bit more of an ambient feel for, for how the business is is moving. Um, when you're when you're at home in your home office, you're kind of relying on people feeding you all of that information that you may have gotten um, just by virtue of walking around the office, Um last week. So for me, I think what's been helpful is just over communicate via Slack, via email, being responsive to those messages um, and just laying out everything, even the smallest details. Um, so you can paint, paint the picture for,
1: for management and leadership. Um, so they're, they're fully on board. Yeah. Even things like, um, you know, Hey, I haven't gotten to this yet or um, I'll get to it. Um, I have time between this time frame, and I'll, I'm planning to respond to you by then. Just to, just to kind of keep that over-communication process going so that they're not guessing, right? I think that, and I think that can kind of roll over into our working environment in, in the office as well. I think we'll learn a lot of good communication practices during this time, and I think that will just roll over and just help us um, be better product managers. Uh, I think to even echo on that... Um feel
3: comfortable talking to your managers, senior leadership and whomever else that it is that you work with. Cause you know, if I know there are some times uh, if you're newer to a company, you might not feel like you have those relationships built yet. Like it's still a good time to build them by participating and by emailing and by doing everything else. Um, I know that it's, I think it was uh, before we had started with this, I had a conversation with Brian. Um, that was just like a quick one-on-one update that we had done by uh Uh, just through zoom. And it was great. Like it was just worthwhile to do that for 30 minutes to talk to him about roadmap. Mm. I like
0: it. Yeah. We've been, I think just timing of everything, undergoing a reorg across the business, trying to roll out new project across multiple teams. I think being, as everybody has mentioned, overly communicative. If it's not setting up a formal 30-minute meeting, instead of just a 10-minute Slack discussion, I've used Slack calls a lot over the last week and makes it really easy instead of just continuing a typing conversation. Because I think a lot of Context gets lost in the written word when you're not using that face to face communication. So, I, you know, I've talked to more people I think this week than I have in the last like six months. Just having one on one kind of quick conversations, like, "Hey, do you mind clarifying that on a quick call?" And I think that most of the time in the office, people are like, "Oh, we'll, we'll just use Slack because we'll walk across each other in the hallway." But it's it's gone a long way to have those kind of quick touch points with people that I'm not normally used to connecting with. So. Highly recommend like picking up the phone and hitting the call button in Slack goes a really long way to have a lot of those quick conversations.
1: Well, I think we're getting, uh, wrapped up here. Um, we have a homework question for the listening audience here. What would you tell your one week ago self as you got started with a fully remote team? I think that's a great question. Um, I don't know what kind of thoughts you guys have. Brief on this, um, to me is just get a better Wi-Fi router. But uh, that's it.
5: Yeah, for me, it's the the hardware too. Uh, yeah. Get a an Ethernet cable that's long enough to get to my computer, <laughs> and grab my Mac keyboard from the office, because I have a Windows keyboard at home, and it, it's not fun trying to find the command button and it's <laughs> like that.
2: And you yeah, have a really good Spotify playlist. So Spotify, yeah, I like that. I think music helps quite a bit in these times. So.
4: Games for sure. Make sure you're not make on mute. <laughs> yeah, that too.
0: <laughs> As you're trying to talk, make sure you're not on mute. Cause the first couple days, that was a problem. Um, I think my, my advice would be like set up some like five to 10 minute mental breaks for yourself. It's much mm. harder to when we have meetings in the office, you're walking around a lot, you're moving much more than I think I have been over the last week and being very proactive about setting those times to, to leave my desk and walk outside and move more than I have been. So mm. again, this is just a reminder for myself to move because I'm bad at that. <laughs> All
4: right. Yeah, I, think, I think we talked about this at the beginning, and yeah. these were these were tips that we talked, we shared amongst ourselves. But keeping your routine as similar yes. as possible to your work life, like in office life, I think for me, that's the more I've committed to that over this week, the the better the days have gone.
5: Yeah, same here, and that that means wake up. Um Brush your teeth, shower, get dressed. Whatever you do before you go to work, it really helps to, to maintain that.
4: Those are all generally good practices.
5: <laughs> yeah, they are.
4: Waking up, getting yeah. dressed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's not high, Maybe. <laughs> don't want do it. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, it uh, looks like we finished the, all of our coffee. So um, thanks for listening to Product Coffee. Now, go level up.